and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Channel. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week, Pop Stars. This episode is sponsored by the fine folks at Fantasyland Farm, a real-life fantasy island where we make all your come true. No matter how Disney or how mature, they do everything in between. Check them out for flawless fulfillment of your fantasy and don't worry about privacy and safety because they're always at the top of their list. That's why what happens at Fantasy Island, oh, excuse me, Fantasyland Farm stays at Fantasyland Farm. Hit them up at fantasyfarm.org. That sounds kind of fun. Huh. <laughs> Would you... Would you go to a place that could make your fantasy come true, like a real-life fantasy island? I'm not talking kinky, unless that's your bag, but, you know, I'm just talking regular fantasy. I mean, like, what is a regular fantasy is the question. Because, I mean, like, should I do, like, the PG fantasy or, like, the rated X kind of thing, you know? <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. Whatever you're in the mood for at the time. Like, a regular fantasy. I guess something that doesn't have a kink would be, you know, Maybe meeting somebody or zip lining across, I don't know, <gasps> a, a dragon layer or something like that. Colin Traveling Jones back in time. A uh, night of amazing sex. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're going straight for the kink. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, well, it's not really kink, but it's Colin Farrell. So you know there's definitely going to be some kink in it. There's going to be some smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I just all of a sudden heard tie me up daddy (laughs) where is this podcast already going (laughs) my bad pop stars (laughs) all right so back on the rails we go um this week we return to the other world with season two of fate of the winks which picks up exactly where season one left off with Stella and her friends adjusting to life under a new regime at Althea College Bloom finds out pretty quickly um, that she made the absolute wrong choice in freeing Rosalind. Now the entire student body is living with the consequences. So how how do they all fairy? <laughs> See what I did there? In season two of the saga. So Tammy, what did you think of season two of Fate of the Winks? Did it continue to be magic or does it need to have its wings clipped? Um, I think there were some hit, hits and misses uh, with this season, um, which kind of goes along with the first season. I did enjoy the first season. I was happy when um, it was renewed for a second season, but there were definitely um, some holes in the story um, and character development in the first season. And I see some different holes in the story um, when it comes to character development and the chemistry between certain characters. Um, but overall, I enjoyed season two and I am hoping that it is renewed. So I'm putting it out there now. I hope it is renewed for season three, but we'll get into the details of why. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know <laughs> about it. Okay. okay. Um, I can agree. I, I think that they did some, it wasn't perfect, but it was better to me. And I don't know if we're going to agree or disagree on this. I, I have to see what, what you were um, talking about more specifically, but I thought they did a better job with the growth of some of the characters. Um, and I thought that I, I, I was happy that they didn't backtrack into some of the same annoying habits and tendencies they had as characters in season one. So I did see that growth. They didn't seem as whiny to me. What about you? 
Um, I would agree with you on that, except for one character, um, Bloom. I still am not a fan of Bloom. I think um, season one, I found her to be a very selfish individual um, throughout the entire season. It was like me, 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 me um, at the end. And I feel that this season was the exact same thing. Um, it was more me, 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 my feelings, my experiences, who are my parents, like all the decisions that she was making ultimately anybody could get her to change her mind by just mentioning having some information about where she was from, um, which shift uh, the story every single time because they'd have a plan. And then all of a sudden you throw out a little tidbit here and she would change her whole direction of what she was supposed to be doing, what the plan was for the group. Um, so yeah. So other than that, I did see some um, growth with uh, Stella. I definitely saw some growth with Aisha uh, who, you know, opened up herself a little bit more um, to some connections. But, yeah, every, everybody else was kind of on par, except for I just still am not a fan of Bloom. I am not in Bloom circle. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I thought, I thought she was less selfish this year. I still, I, and I, I get what you're saying, because she did have those tendencies, and um, as soon as someone did mention anything about her family, um, it it did seem to kind of like change the game or have her second thinking. Like um, Rosalind was the devil um, until, you know, she realized that Rosalind could tell her more information or that Rosalind was dangling more information about her family in front of her. And um, it's like, okay, but she didn't stop being the devil, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and so it's like you almost kind of forget like who she was and, and what she was capable of. Um, so I agree with you there. In that sense, I think that kind of made her and Beatrix um, two sides of the same coin um, because Beatrix, her, her ultimate goal um, was to find out where she came from and more about her family. I guess she was just more honest about it because she basically told them all that she would do, the people in her circle, the people that she cared about, that she would do whatever it takes um, to basically, uh, that she would do whatever she needed to do uh, to find out where she came from or to get the answers that she needed. So she was very honest about that um, as far as that goes. And I guess we could talk more about Beatrix. Um, what did you think about Bloom and Sky's relationship? Like, did, I can't remember. Were you a fan of, of Team Bly? Bliskov? I have no idea what their um. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what their um. Bly? What, yeah, their, their, their couple, their couple name, would name would be. But um, I thought I thought they were good. But once again. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep repeating this when we talk about any type of relationship when it comes to Bloom. Um, she was great. I thought her and Sky was really really good on the development of their relationship, right? So you you could clearly see the feelings that developed the first season and how they continued to grow the second season. They were really dedicated to each other. But I also, once again, saw uh, the selfishness on she didn't lean on Sky to help her out. And I felt like, yeah, you have all this power, but Sky is also your strength. Um, it's not like he's just a dude on the side, like he can't help you out with whatever plan you have. He can. Um, 
So I think that, yeah, like when it when it came to Bloom's background, nobody else mattered. Nothing else mattered except for finding out who she was. And I'm gonna be honest, I am one of those people. Um, when it comes to that, is why is it that we forget you you forget who raised you and who your parents are, who you call mom and dad, just because you find out that you're adopted or that they didn't give birth to you. And then all of a sudden they're like thrown to the side and they no longer matter. And I felt like that with Bloom where like her parents who raised her and loved her no longer mattered. Like it was all about where do I come from? Where do I come from? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like girl, like I understand that's very important, but it's not the most important thing right now. Like, yeah, (laughs) sorry. Cause I'll get into a rant about what I think of Bloom. I feel like we should start with that so I can get that over with. But, okay, um, go, go for it. <laughs> um, okay, so for Bloom, um, like I said before, I think that Bloom was very, very selfish. Um, I do have a problem with the fact that she for, she forgets the relationship that she has developed, the family that she has created um, with her and her friends at Althea. Um, I agree with you when she said that Rosalind was the devil. Um, she was horrible. She was mean. She was looking for um, headmistress Dow- um, Dowling. And then all of a sudden, um, Rosalind told her, you're so strong. You're the savior of our world. And then she was just like, oh, my God, really? And all of a sudden, it was like she forgot about Dowling. She forgot that she was looking for Dowling. <laughs> like, there, there was no more Dowling. And um, then all of a sudden, well, Rosalind isn't that bad. I mean, you know, like, she she speaks some truth. And I was just like, no, she doesn't. She killed, like, basically your mentor. And she's been lying to you since the very, very beginning. It doesn't matter if she knows some details about where you're from. She put all her friends in danger repeatedly because she never stuck to the full plan because she felt like she was the most important person and they were like chopped liver on the side and they weren't really going to contribute anything. I'm, I'm like, no, sweetie. Like, there's so much stuff that could have been done if she had stuck to the plan, if she had involved her friends who were very powerful on their own. Um, if she had involved her friends rather than wanting to go it on her own because she was like, well, you know, I do have this. And then she would show the fire. I have this. I have the inner fire in me. And I'm like, okay. Like, it, she could not pull me in at at all. Not once could she pull me into what she was trying to do um, unless her friends were involved. That's the only way I became invested in her story. Wow. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I told you to go for it. You went for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, and I was thinking, oh wow, we found another show where you where you don't particularly care for the main character. What was the first one? I know there's uh, other shows. Was it Pardon Track? Oh yes, yes, I yeah, I didn't like her either. Yeah, you're right. Um, I I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think I just liked her more. I, I was able to tolerate her more. Um, I understand a little bit of her selfishness. Um, or the, I guess the, the need to know um, not what she did um, in name of the need or uh, I guess, yeah, but like the, the selfishness, the extreme selfishness where she would put everyone and everyone and everything in jeopardy um, or she would just 
and even the moments when she chose to do it alone, it was stupid and putting everyone in jeopardy because you had this plan and then you changing the plan, they have to change it up to go try to protect you or save you or worry about you, which was still putting everyone in jeopardy. But um, I guess in the fact that she always felt like she was an outsider, even in the real world or Earth One or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so when she found out she was a fairy, it, it kind of made it made a little bit more sense, especially considering how she nearly killed her family, her mom, her adopted mom, when she started that fire and she didn't realize how she started the fire. So I kind of get why she has this urge to know, but why, but I also agree with you where you say, um, it seems like she, she tends to forget everything and everyone else when it comes to finding out, when it comes to trying to get those answers. Like you forget that you have this ready-made family here. And um, as far as leaning on Sky, it's like you always wanted him to lean on you when it came to him talking about issues with his dad, his bio dad and Silva, but you weren't willing to do the same. You weren't willing to do for what you were asking of him and leaning on him. And I hated that. Like, that was the one thing, like, I agree with you. The way their relationship developed, it was great. Um, I liked how they took it slow. You saw the friendship. You saw the true caring there. Um, you saw that they really did have a good relationship. Even you saw them disagree and all of that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like sugar-coated to where everything was always roses and rainbows and all of that. But it's just like, you, um, gosh, when was it? The night before the tribunal hearing, when he came to be with her, I thought that was so sweet. And it's like, he, all he was asking was just for you, for you to allow him to stay, to be there for you, just as a support. You didn't even have to talk. You didn't have to do anything. Just let him be there. And it's like you put him when you when you turned when you pushed him away. I was just like, oh, but he still stayed outside and, and kept guard all night. I thought that was just like the sweetest thing. I was like, gosh, you're being an asshole right now, Bloom. But, you know, um, so speaking of her friend, um, what did I, I loved most of her friend's storylines. Like I loved the, the development of the characters. Um, I thought I even liked Stella a little bit more, like, believe it or not, because Princess, uh, she was one of the ones I think we, we hated so much last year where um, they did a really good job of, um, you, you, of developing her character and you get to see more. She still had some of those spoiled princess tendencies, but you really saw her um, come into her own and see that if something happened to her mom, what kind of queen she would be. Like, I thought they did a good job with her growth. What about you? I love Stella. Um, I loved how, I think one of the most powerful scenes that Stella had this season when she was talking to her mom and her mom thought that she would just automatically want back all the privileges that she had when she was in her mom's good favor. And when she told her mother... Um, if it's between those privileges and my friends, you wouldn't like my answer, which is letting her mom know at the end of the day, I'm going to be there for my friends. And you see that she was there every single time um, for 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 the group, like begrudgingly, <laughs> she would show affection for them. But um, the second powerful scene for her is when um, Tara came out and the first person to just automatically embrace her was... Stella and you know how they kind of had like a little bit of a love hate relationship sometimes just because she thinks Tara is so annoying 
but to see that she's fully embraced her as a friend, but that they've also embraced Stella, you know? So I think that one of the best character developments this season has been um, Stella. Yeah, I agree. Like her growth was phenomenal because I remember she went from one of the characters I personally um, could not stand last year. Like I agree. I, I at one point I I don't I don't remember if we said it out loud or if we talked about it um, when we did our first episode on Fade of the Week. But she was one of those ones where I was kind of secretly hoping she died. Like it wouldn't have bothered me <laughs> um, just because she was so bad. And I also love how they handled the quote-unquote love triangle between her, Sky, and Bloom, where it wasn't just this whole tortured thing. It was like, because um, last season, that's kind of what it was, her going out of her way, trying to find ways to get Sky back. So she, it's this season, she, you realize she still has feelings for him, but it's how she's, it's very natural in the ways that she goes about processing those feelings from, okay, we're not, we're not going to be together anymore. Um, and her kind of thinking, well, maybe, um, and I'm doing just an internal monologue just from what I saw, like, if I had been this person all along, maybe we could have still been together. But on the flip side of that, this is also my best friend. This is one of the people who knew me the best, even at my worst. Um, it was Sky. So I loved how they were still trying to figure that out. And it got to a point where they were friends because when she really needed someone to talk to, and talk about that thing being stuck in her back. It was Sky, and he was there for her. And I, I really liked that how they did that. So um, it wasn't that angsty back and forth thing that a lot of YA and teen shows like to do. It was just a very natural progression of, I still care about this person. I still want him in my life in some type of way, but I'm respecting the fact that he's moved on. And I liked how, you know, at first it was awkward. Um, you know, but her and Bloom even came to had an understanding and it, it, it got to the point where it wasn't affecting their friendship or their relationship. So um, I, I thought that was really uh, kind of masterful in how they did that. It, it kind of played against the normal trope of how they how they do those things. But yeah. Um, OK, we already talked about but Tara. I loved her storyline, too. Um, I, I, I like Tara and I, I like how um were you surprised when she came out? Let me put ask that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still a fan of her and Riven. <laughs> I so wanted them together up until she, up until I realized, because you know they were dropping hints, definitely. But up until I realized, like, oh shoot, okay, so yeah. Um, but up until then, like, yeah, I, I, I so. I am not, like, Tara is, like, one of my least favorite characters out of the group, um, besides Bloom, because Bloom is just at the bottom. But um, besides Bloom with all the other, basically, members of the friend group, um, including the boys, um, she's one of my least favorites. She is extremely annoying. I could not handle her if she was part of my, my friend circle. But... Um, I did like how they did the storyline, like the slow progression of her figuring it out and then kind of like talking about it with her cousin and then going from there to revealing it to her friend circle. So I think I think that was really good. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I was still kind of holding out a little hope for her and Riven, but as, as you saw the hints and you're realizing, okay, this is what it is. 
Um, then I was like, okay, it, it, you know, if it can't be riven, then that's a great reason as to why um, it, it, it couldn't be riven because, you know, they still had that, her and Riven still had that love, hate, push, pull type thing. Um, I guess, and that's just the natural chemistry between the characters. Um, but I, speaking of her cousin, did you like the addition of Flora? No. You didn't like the addition of Flora? I, I thought she kind of fit in seamlessly. I kind of liked her. Oh, um, I, was, she, she, I agree she did fit in, but you asked me, that's not what you asked me. You, <laughs> asked me. you asked me if I liked the addition of the character of Flora, and my answer was no. <laughs> Then you don't like the character of Flora. I just don't see her purpose. I, like, I, I don't. And I think the show um, didn't give a good portrayal of how she plays into the story. I just didn't see it as much. Towards the end, like the last episode, I kind of see like the direction that they're going to go for the next season um, with, you know, a lot of the characters, especially with Flora. But throughout the show, it was kind of like she was a fill-in. Like, I, I, I did not see the purpose of her until the very end. Yeah, I, I think I can agree with you on that. I liked her. I liked the way she fit into, into the group. Um, I liked the character. Um, I liked that she, she kind of took Tara down a couple of notches. Like, um, she, you're right, uh, Tara is someone in my everyday friend circle, she would probably be the one that I talk to the least because, you know, that personality and my personality mm-hmm. would not clash. Like, no. I, would say, <laughs> I would probably say something that hurt her feelings and just keep on moving, like, get over it. <laughs> like, like, calm you know, the wait, you know, You know who she remind me of, right? We ain't got to say no names, but you know who she <laughs> remind me of? You, you, you see it, right? I, I think I know where you're okay. going with that. Um, so yeah, I'd be like, nah. So, but I I do like the character. I do like her character. Um, and I I agree with you. I hope I kept thinking her cousin was gonna be one thing, but she turned out to be another. Like I was thinking, I thought her cousin honestly was going to be the plant. No no pun intended, since they their powers are the earth. Um, I just caught that. But I thought her cousin was going to be the spy. Um. And when she didn't turn out to be the spy, I'm like, okay, what is her purpose? So I agree with you. Um, I hope they give her a more interesting storyline. As far as the introductory storyline, I think it was okay. But I hope that they give her some, some I, put, I hope they put some more meat on that bone um, next season. Um, but by far, the two characters that I think have the most interesting um, storylines, I like uh, Aisha. I hate that her, that her first love um, turned out to be such an ass they were cute together and I hate that's how it turned out um, I disagree with I, you but we'll talk about it <laughs> oh about them being cute together no just the whole <laughs> just the whole thing but go ahead go ahead I'm sorry oh um I I liked her I liked her development I did and I liked that we got to see more of her, but I still think they can do so much more with that character. I think she was still a little bit too one-dimensional. Um, so I, I, I want them to do more with Aisha to come. Um, but I did like that we got to see her open up a little bit more and be a little bit more emotional. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that dude, I forget his name. Was it Gray? Yeah. Yeah. Great, he brought it out of her. So I, I thought they were, I thought they were cute together. Um, 
And and I, I hate that he turned out to be an ass. Like, or he wasn't really an ass. Like, you understood why he did what he did, but still. So, what are you? What were you gonna say? Um, I was gonna say I completely disagree with you on him being an ass. I I didn't see him being an ass. I think that ultimately he was a great guy, and he was. I, I think he was a great match for Aisha, um, because he brought it out in her like and he went at her pace and then I love how like he asked her to reassure because she gets very she's one she's one dimension not one dimension that was the wrong word but she, when she focuses on something she doesn't she has a singular part she has there, a singular there we go. focus and yeah. um so because of that him going and being like hey are are we okay like are we good and she's like yeah 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 no no no, no. I'm just dealing with this and you know, I just can't focus on more than one thing. So, you know, but we're good. We're good. I'm kind of saying, um, kind of hate the fact of they couldn't have that conversation where he was able to talk to her about his family. I think that ultimately his family, they, him and Aisha weren't together long enough for him to break that bond with his family. But you do see at the end um, that he got completely under her skin. Like I, I would say that's one couple. I cannot wait to see the development. I can't wait to see where they go with it because Aisha is not a rule breaker. She follows the rules. Um, she, she has her plan in place. She wants to be headmistress. Um, that is her end goal. And Gray is going to fuck all of that up. And I cannot wait to see how she still works her plan in because I do feel she's the best one to ultimately become headmistress. Um, I can't wait to see how she fits in her plan while like being in love with Gray because you know like ultimately she is in love with him um, and they are going to be together so just kind of seeing the development of that relationship but I think it was just his family that's all he knew that's all the lies that were told to him and it's really hard to break that and so I ultimately think like that's what it was is that he saw firsthand how they hate blood witches that was his family but then he also saw his family hated fairies. So, you know, that's hard to break. So I don't necessarily think it was him being an asshole. I think that he was just trying, he fell in love against his family's wishes. And that's ultimately going to change him as we saw at the end. Yeah. Um, I think now, like I said, he was, a, he was an asshole. What he did, he, it was an asshole move um, for, especially, I know he didn't expect to fall in love with her. I get that. But at some point, she deserved to know the truth, or you should have broken, or he should have broken it off. I and I get that, um, and I get that ultimately he he did the right thing because, of, or he tried to do the right thing because of his feelings for her. So, um, but yeah, I, I do think they were cute together, and I I hate that that's how it turned out for them. But you're saying we we haven't seen the last of Gray. Oh no, definitely not. Okay. Um, so you think he's in game, or he you're 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 putting your vote in now for Gray to be in game? I Fry want Easter. Gray to be end game. Out of okay. all the ones that we've been introduced to so far, um, I would say that he was probably my favorite new character that was introduced. I I can, I can agree with that. I I can go with that. Um, I, I I did like that. I did I did like him. Um, and like I said, I hated, I, I hated that that's how it played out, but, 
um, it gives it it gives it a little bit of it gives it a little bit of spice. And like you said, um, even though they are evenly matched as far as their smarts and you know how they go about, because I thought one of the cutest scenes was when he gave her his card for that lady um, who was the head of that one corporation that she'd been trying to talk to, mm-hmm. and he gave her the card, and I was like, ah. So it's like they they were evenly yoked, as my mom would say, or evenly matched, and and yet he still he still challenged her. So like I said, he was cute. I just hate that that's how it turned out. Um. Okay. Speaking of the next person who I thought had the one of the best storylines, I liked Yusa's storyline this year. I liked how she she I liked um how she just transformed and evolved and how ultimately she ends up becoming a specialist and like a, a guard. Um, uh, and I think part of it was because she, after what she did to uh, Tara's brother, she no longer, she didn't really trust herself with her powers um, and to use them. And so she wanted to find another way to be useful. And I think once she starts, she learns to trust herself again with her mind powers um, and her being a specialist. Oh, that she's going to probably be, one of the most powerful besides Bloom, who I still don't understand Bloom's complete power besides just having dragon fire, which, you know, is supposed to be the ultimate type of fire. But yeah, I think Musa is going to be like really, really powerful. And and I loved her evolution and her growth. And um, I thought it was cool. And I also like the relationship between her and Liv. And I think that is the next uh, relationship. I think they were trying to set us up for a Riven and Flora storyline or Riven and love, Flora love interest, but I think it's going to be Riven and Musa. Well, they're ending. Who, Riven and Musa? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Are you going by, like, the cartoon series on Nickelodeon? Yeah. Oh. Okay. But also the, isn't it like a book or something like that? Um, I think so. Yeah, they're ending. Like, they ultimately um, get together. Like they're like Bloom and Sky. Oh, okay. <laughs> I could see that. I think. I mean, I I really did. I I thought they were cute. I thought that was also another couple who challenged each other. And you saw Riven. You saw the changes with. Oh, for, before we get into that, what did you think about Musa's uh, story line this year? Um, I understood it. Uh, I definitely understood. Um, the development of her character and the choices that she made. I think that, um, I agree with you. I think that she was um, probably um, one of, like Aisha, I definitely like love the progression of Aisha and Gray. Um, but then I think Musa by herself definitely had a lot of growth. She's up there with Stella on how different and more mature um, that she is, that she understood that um, it, it was too much for her because she was becoming too powerful. And I think that's ultimately what scared her is she did become more powerful because when Dane said, yes, I I definitely felt um, Rosalind, but you were on the verge of taking her over. And so to know like she's that powerful and she is going to continue to grow her powers, I do hope that she takes her powers back. But then also it'd be badass if she's a fairy, but she also knows how to kick ass. Like, come on, girl. Like, go for that's, it. That's what I, I was thinking. It. Like, can you imagine what she would be like? Because the the 
the specialists use divine fairies to help protect them like they're their shield right Mm -hmm. but could you imagine if you have a specialist who is also a kick-ass mind fairy and vice versa like that's why I say I could see her being I know Bloom is supposed to be the most powerful and once we find out truly what all her powers are because it has to be something more than just this dragon flame um then I I I think Musa would either be number one or number two behind Bloom as far as how her powers are going to be used. So I, I like and I loved I loved her, the progression of her story. Like I understood the choices she made. I understood why she left the little uh, roach thingies. I don't know what they're called. The octopus things. What were they? You know what I'm talking about? Scrapers. Yeah, I understood why she went out and she let the scrapers take her power. Like, she was still going through the grief of losing Tara's brother, um, of what she did to him, even though it wasn't intentional. But, you know, and and realizing just how, like you said, how powerful she become. And she thought she was dangerous and she didn't know how to control it. So it was like, just take this away. And so I understood why she did that. And it shocked the shit out of me that someone like Riven would cover for her. And yet he still called her out and challenged her. And I, I love the natural progression of their friendship, like them becoming friends. So if he's in game, I, I could see it. Like I would like him together with her more than I would Flora. Yeah. And also, thank God that that whole three-way situation ended early. Oh my gosh. I was just like, please don't let this start the season like that. And then they were, and I'm like, Riven, I need you to get out of this situation and leave those two behind. <laughs> like completely. Because I love Riven without Dane and Beatrix with him. I think he is, he's a great character. I like his character when he's not around them. When it's him and Sky, love him and Sky's friendship. I think they have a really great brotherhood. I don't like Dane as an addition. Dane can go fuck himself. But um, but I love Riven when he's not with them too, when he's not in his three-way situation. So to see that end and then slowly see the development of him and Musa, I was just like, okay, I can get behind this. It's going to take me a minute because I'm not 100% behind it yet, but I can see myself slowly becoming a fan of theirs. Yeah, like, um, I didn't, how do I say this? I didn't mind the portrayal of the relationship, um, but I didn't necessarily like who he was in the relationship with. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, so I, I didn't have a problem with the, the three-way thing, um, talking about freak flags. <laughs> flying from earlier but <laughs> isn't it weird that they weren't really it wasn't it my problem with the hold on let's see if we're on the same page with it mm-hmm. um so my problem was that they all seem to be in it for the wrong reasons and Beatrice uh, so Dane he not Dane Riven was into Beatrice but they all brought and they all brought out the worst with each other okay Beatrice, Dane was in the, no, Riven was in the Beatrix. He was only with Dane because of Beatrix. Dane was only with Beatrix because he was, he, that was the only way he could be with Riven. And I thought, okay, so this is never going to work because you're not all invested in the same thing. But 
I did see where Dane, where Riven really cared about Dane as a friend, and they had in that friendship. It just got blurred with them also being lovers. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, I see the friendship. I definitely could see the friendship between Dane and Riven. I hated the portrayal of Riven knowing that Dane was in love with him, and the only reason why he was in that three way was because Riven. And you knew that and you stayed in that three-way and then you dropped him. And I'm not a fan of Dane, but I just hated the portrayal of you just being bisexual just because. Like, it, it, was, it wasn't like you have any type of feeling towards a man. It's not like he had any type of feeling towards um, Dane. It was literally just we're in the moment. So yeah, I'm going to kiss you. You know, we'll do a little something here and there. But there, there is nothing outside of this. I, there is no affection whatsoever outside of this. Like, I just hated the portrayal of, of that because then it, it, I don't know. Like, I just feel like people use those kinds of examples on lessening what the LGBTQ community is about um, when, when it comes to that. And I know I'm going off of my soapbox, but <laughs> it's just, it annoys me when you have those types of situations. Like, that's the one thing that really annoyed me because you said it perfectly on who was really into who and the reason why it was happening. Um, and then Dane was a fucking asshole. So can, can, yeah. can, I, can I say one scene that lets me know how much he was an asshole and how he had to be put in his place? When he thought that he actually beat Sky on his own? Oh, at the very Sky beginning. didn't throw the fight? Yes, because Sky, when Riven was explaining what was going on to Andreas, and he said, he'll never draw blood, because you, this was first blood. And he was like, Sky will never draw blood. So acknowledging the fact that Sky is the most powerful um, specialist, and he'll never draw blood. And so Dane draws blood, and he thinking like he the hot shit. And then Sky has to go in and show him later on, baby, I let you win. You ain't nobody compared to me. Like, I was just like, dude, Dane, come on. Like, you're not even stronger than Revan. Yeah, that <laughs> that was, um, and I agree with you. Like, I, I hated that for Dane. Like, because you knew, you saw him that he was in love with Sky. I mean, not Sky, but with Revan. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, well, and I think sometimes people use that, like these friends with benefits and these hookup situations where people use it, well, they knew the deal, but yeah, they knew the deal, but you know that they're obviously in love with you. You know that there are real feelings involved. So if you don't feel that way towards them, why don't you be the bigger person and end it? Um, so that to me, and so it was just, I, I was happy when it ended too, because it, it was just, it was a bad situation. Your, your middle was toxic. It was just toxic and everybody was going to get hurt. And, you know, so I was surprised that they actually just stayed around with uh, Beatrix as long as he did um, at that party and then when she I forgot what she said or did that was truly fucked up and he's just like I'm out <laughs> oh and then she goes up to him and she's like he'll never love you and I was just like God yeah you know so I was, I was in it though I, I was I was full supportive of what she said to him it it can be seen as being mean but he wasn't understanding when Riven told him multiple times that he would never be with him without Beatrix in the middle of them. Like, he just could not get that. And he really thought the longer you sleep with Riven and Beatrix, 
then Riven's gonna fall in love with you. I was like, boo, like there's always somebody between you and Riven. Like you're nobody to him, um, except for a friend. So I'm I'm I was with Beatrice when she like was like, look, she was like, you see that over there? He'll never love you. You'll never be with him. You are nobody to him. And I was just like, it's true. And the few times that y'all did hook up without her, it was like, dude, th- he he always said this is not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. So so it's just like, yeah. Um, and I get there are people out there like that, but I'm glad they didn't portray that so or keep portraying that. Um, okay, so I, I I did like the character development though. I liked when Riven finally was done with Beatrice when he realized, oh, she is as horrible as everyone keeps saying that she is. Um, when she betrayed him, and it's like he couldn't even remember completely what she did or what happened, but he just knew that she betrayed him, and he's like, and I'm out. <laughs> Um, he knew that she left him at Rosalind's mercy and that was enough for him. So I was like, okay, he's not as dumb as he thinks or he's not just a pretty boy. Um, but yeah, I I also kind of liked Beatrix a little bit more. Um, I liked the anti-hero quality that they gave her. She had her moments where she was full bitch. But one thing you can say about Beatrix from beginning to end, um, she was always honest about her motives. She never pretended to be the good guy someone that she wasn't. Um, And then especially after she kind of betrayed them all last year because she was undercover with Andreas and Rosalind, she was was still very open about she was was in it for herself. She was in it to find out what she could about her past and where she came from. Like I said earlier, her and Bloom were almost like two sides of the opposite or two opposite sides of the same coin. But the one person she did care about you could tell that she really cared about Andreas and Andreas really cared about her. Um, so I thought that was an interesting dynamic. And um, I, I liked when she kind of got hip to, uh, to Rosalind and she was kind of like suspicious. Okay, she's like, I helped you. Like she saw the thing that Bloom didn't see. You know, I, I, I'm the one that helped you. I'm the one that's always been here and this is how you're gonna treat me like you're flunky. So, you know, it's like after initially she was she was no longer snowed by Rosalind. So you could tell she was just kind of counting, waiting, waiting for her moment, I guess, to, I don't know, betray Rosalind? Do you think she would have betrayed her? No. Why? Not because of Beatrix. Because she knew that Rosalind was um, stronger than her. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I, I thought the only reason she would have never tried to betray Rosalind is because she knew Andrea, it would have came back on Andreas. Well, yeah, that too, because she, yeah, that that as well. But also, she would never be as powerful as Rosalind. Like, Rosalind would snap her neck and never think twice about it. Never. Not nothing. Um, I... So were you a friend of Beatrix and Rosalind's friendship? Not Rosalind, Beatrix and Stella's friendship. Like no. I thought, I thought that was interesting. I I I thought that was a weakness of Stella. That that was a weakness of Stella, um, feeling that she couldn't talk to her actual friends, um, because they would just never understand like you know her hardship and and I think Stella kind of had the same mindset as Bloom so protecting them ultimately 
from, you know, certain things that she was going through, right? Because she didn't want to portray herself as being weak. And so because she didn't want to portray herself as being weak, there were certain things that she just never revealed to them until she was forced to reveal it to them. Um, I think that Beatrix, yeah, Beatrix may have had her moments where she was being very honest and open, but ultimately there were so few that I never opened up to the character of Beatrix. Um, I was okay when she died. I was I was just absolutely fine with that. I was just like good riddance and moving on. And I hated the fact that her and Stella became close. I, I, I just did because ultimately every single time that Stella trusted her, she betrayed her. She betrayed her. And it was kind of like, well, I understand like, you know, she's had a hard life. Who the fuck cares? All right. Because every time that you open up yourself to her, she did something to show that you should never trust her. And then you trusted her again. Um, yeah, I I warmed up to Beatrix. Um, I, I thought that the two things that the one thing that you thought wouldn't make her human, her relationship with Andreas, because he was not the best. Um, you know, it showed that she could care about somebody. And I could honestly see that she cared about Stella and that, you know, I think Stella, um, I think her relationship with Stella is also part of the reason why she did what she did at the end, why she tried to be better and more helpful um, at the end. And I kind like I said, I kind of, I, I, I have mixed feelings about her death. Will I miss the character? Absolutely, probably not. But at, I also think that, you know, I would have liked to see how she developed or how she changed, not necessarily in becoming a goody goody, but I would have liked to see how she continued to be or developed as like the anti-hero, maybe as, you know, the opposite of Stella at, or Bloom, the one who, who continued to call them out, but, um, you know, or just be uh, Stella's friend, but um, you know, her death, it didn't really surprise me. And, and I'm not going to say I was a, I had a stellar moment about it, but um, if they would have kept her, um, it would have been interesting to see um, how the character changed and grew. But if she was going to continue to be the same person or the same character, um, because after two seasons, it's like, okay, what is the growth? Then um, I'm okay with, I'm okay with uh, losing that character. Okay. So um, speaking of Andreas, what did you think about Sky's fathers, his, both of his dads, his bio dad and his real dad? So he was harder on the one who raised them. Once again, it goes towards my mindset of just because they're part of your DNA does not make them apparent to you. And I think that he was so into trying to make Andreas his actual father um, that he was harder on Saul than he was an Andreas. He was more forgiving because he was trying so hard to connect to Andreas when Andreas was a fucking asshole. So um, I, I, ha I hated the slow, the so-called development of him and Andreas because Andreas never cared about him from the jump. There was no feelings whatsoever towards Sky from Andreas from beginning to end um, while every decision that Saul made was to protect him. Yeah, um... I'm, I'm going to disagree with you slightly. I think he was harder on Andreas, but I, I mean, on Saul, on Silva. But I think it's because Silva lied to him. And I think that was it. I think it was the lie, um, the big lie that is basically what got him. Um, you could tell that he still cared for him, that he was angry at him. But he, I think it was more just out of anger and hurt, not that I want this person to be my father. I think his thing with Andreas is, how 
I think his thing was anger. And, and again, it was anger and hurt towards Andreas, but a different kind. It was like, okay, the excitement of my father, this man who I, who I was raised to hero worship um, this whole time, um, even though Saul knew it was, it was a lie, Silva knew it was a lie. I think he was just trying to protect him in the memory of him for his son. But um, it was like, okay, so you are alive. But I think he could have almost understood it if it hadn't been for his relationship with Beatrix. Like you said, he never had any paternal feelings towards his own son. But this kid, this girl that he that he didn't have any biological connection to, that was his daughter. You see, he was willing to risk it all to save her. And so I was like, wow. So I think that was the thing. I think it was that juxtaposition, I guess, of the man who raised me lied to me about the man who helped, who should have been my dad. Um, and this man has no feeling for me whatsoever. And I don't think he really, I think he wanted to understand him, but I don't think he ever was really looking for um, a true father relationship with him. I think he just wanted to see, am I really like this person? Like, what is that connection between us? Because so, I never got the feeling that he was looking for his approval or his love. I think at times he wanted to show him that he was better than he was, that he was fine without him. So, um, you know, at the end, and I understand, I understand him being conflicted about having to kill him because ultimately that was his dad. But, um, you know, I'm glad we didn't get the whole touchy-feely dad reconciliation, you're my best friend, oh, how I miss you type thing. I'm glad they kind of stayed true to that, um, to that whole relationship course from beginning to end does that make sense yes okay um so you already said you hope there's a season three you got anything to add to that to what you just said yeah okay Okay. um so you already said you hope there's a season three spoiler alert i do too what is something you hope to see in season three um Bloom actually step up and be the leader that she's that they keep saying that she's supposed to be because she's not right now um, and not being so selfish. I hope to see Gray and Aisha's relationship. I think that is going to be a great development. Um, Musa and Riven as well. Um, definitely down for that. Um, kind of seeing who the next headmistress is going to be and how that's going to work out. Um, and just seeing like their friendship, like I'm okay with like, if Dane was to disappear, I'm okay with that. Uh, but the full like friendship circle of the guys and the, um, girls, I'm just really looking forward to seeing how they develop and how they become stronger on their own as well as together. Cause they all transformed, um, in the end, um, except for Musa, right? Did Musa transform? No, right? Oh, yes. Um, a little bit. She, you saw her wings, but I think also Musa. Uh, you, okay. Yeah, because no, because so in at, the, end, she at the moment she didn't have her power back. Um, she only got her power back once they destroyed uh, the guy, right? The okay, guy. So then she didn't element. transform, but the rest of them did transform, and so it was really great to see them transform. Um, because it just shows the power that they're slowly developing and becoming stronger. So I'm just really excited to see um, 
how much stronger they become apart as well as together so that it's not just the bloom show all the time um yeah i you know i i, I agree with you on that part um but that's the one thing we didn't talk about is bloom ending up um back in time like did you what did you think about that development about her actually being um, thousands of years old like uh, just a dormant dragon baby or a dormant dragon fairy amy nothing to me oh uh, yeah i'm i'm interested to see i hope and i'm with you i hope that she gets the answers that she's looking for in what the other other world um back in the past where she ended up being transported um what did they call it the underworld or something um i hope she gets the answers that she's looking for from her bio mom um, so we can move on past that and we can, like you said, I think once she gets out of her own way and gets past that, that she can actually grow into or develop into the person um, that she's meant to be. Because right now, all of that is holding her back. So um, I, I agree with you. Um, I do, too. I, I, I hope Stella gets a love interest. Um, I think it would be cool to kind of see her move on from Sky um, and, and develop a love interest in maybe even have another friend who's outside the group, um, you know. Um, and I guess I want Silva to get a love interest too. Sky needs a stepdaddy. I mean, a stepmommy, um, you know, and rebuild his family home after his asshole bio dad burnt it to the ground. I, be honest, be... I think he's gay. You think Silva's gay? Yep. Okay, well, uh, I go back to my original statement. Maybe it wasn't a faux pas. Um, he needs a stepdaddy. Um, so that was one question I have before we wrap up. Do you think if Andreas knew that, uh, Sky was in the house that he still would have burnt it down? Yes. Damn, you didn't even think about it. Sky was nobody to him. Okay. I I can't say that I, I can't say that I disagree with that. I mean, but that, that's just a shame. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Uh, so I guess that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Down. Oh, no, it doesn't. I, I almost got out of here without giving us some popcorn. How many popcorns are you going to give the second season of Fate the Wink? The saga. Fate um, the Wink saga. I'm going to give it three popcorns. Um, I, I spilled a good, good amount of it, you know, before I got into the theater. Um, yeah, so just three popcorns is what I'm going to give it, but doesn't mean that I'm not excited for season three. Okay, okay. I am going to give it a little bit more. I spilled a little bit less. Um, I'm going to give it three and a half. Um, I, I, was, I was good. I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit better than you did. Um, I'm not as hard on Bloom as you were, but, you know, I, I think we, we mostly agreed about some of the weaknesses of the show. And I am excited about season three as well. So, um, that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Down. So, pop stars, be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment wherever you stream your favorite podcast. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment pop culture news as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the popcornwindown.com. That's it. That's the plug. Thank you for joining us. And be sure to join us next week. Um, when we discuss, I can't wait till we discuss this. The drama field, don't worry, darling. And I hope they save some of the drama for the movie. I hope the actual movie is as good as all of the surrounding drama <laughs> from outside the movie. 
if not, that will be a big disappointment. So I cannot wait to see what we both think about Don't Worry Darling. So um, you can tune in next week to find out. And until then, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.